Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning, we're going to talk about where to track your net worth. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So if you've already put together a summary of your will, Uh, your insurance policies and the important documents otherwise that you needed to pull together, you may then consider utilizing a net worth tracking tool. Now, this may seem uh, like a strange addition to that grouping, uh, but it's not. And here's why. So this tool you need in order to outline all the assets that are referred to in your will as well as all of the liabilities that may in turn affect the settled value received on those assets. So this basically means that the tool will ensure that your estate is settled and that every asset is outlined, even if it doesn't show up on a line item within your will or you haven't um, spelled it out entirely in your will. It, it may not be appropriate to do that. So then you can basically have all of your liabilities or the debts you carried also outlined uh, along with that. Now, this way, at any point, the executor of your will has an overview as a starting point to settle your estate and begin that process. Now, I have referred to resources like Personal Capital, Mint, and YNAB uh, before for tracking your net worth. But if technology is not your favorite thing uh, or you're not comfortable with with necessarily putting all that private information uh, onto a uh, platform like that, Uh, you can easily create a spreadsheet to accomplish a baseline of what your net worth is. Now, this process is important in order to have a single place where you outline your assets and liabilities. Now, some people will get overwhelmed by this process in thinking that everything that they own needs to be documented, but that's just not the case. So the level of detail that you go into is completely up to you. And, and some people in their wills just literally split it based on certain percentages um, and others go into great detail in regards to how it's broken out. So it really just depends on you. But what I would recommend is that you document anything above a certain dollar figure that you feel is an appropriate separation or threshold between something that should be inventoried in your assets and that which is immaterial or does not have the monetary value to to you and therefore does not necessarily need to be inventoried. So I would be remiss not to include the importance of still factoring in those items that may have sentimental value and therefore be irreplaceable. They may not have great monetary value, But for you and your family, they're irreplaceable and you can't buy them back. So you want to make sure that you outline those items accordingly so that they don't give, you know, donated or given away if it is an heirloom that really does matter to your family. 
So let's say that figure for you is $250. Now this means that anything below that figure is not inventoried unless you have a collection that may not individually hit that figure, but collectively do. Now I know a number of people who have shoe collections, for example. Uh, they may have their Jordans or their Yeezys uh, that may individually not exceed the current market value threshold of $250. But when you have that collection pulled together, it far exceeds that and therefore should be inventoried. So if you use a tool like personal capital, you will list all of your assets, including cash, investments, properties, vehicles, as well as miscellaneous items like electronics, collections, uh, and, and furniture in those line items. You will then input all the liabilities, including your mortgages, your, your car loans, your personal loans, your credit cards, as well as any family loans or anything else that you owe to someone. Now, how I would recommend accomplishing this task is to simply take a walk, as funny as that sounds. Take a walk through your house with your phone or your laptop or a yellow pad, whatever you need, and start with the big items. Now, you could use a notes app to, to list those items and the estimated value. And, and if you use something like that, I'd really recommend you upload a picture of that item. And if that item has a serial number or um, some other numbers associated to it that can be captured as well, that can be valuable on multiple fronts. So once you are done listing out your assets and your liabilities, you will then take your assets and add them up, take your liabilities and add those up and subtract your liabilities from your assets, which will then produce an estimated net worth. Now I say estimated because you're putting down your estimated value for your furniture and collections and other things that in the future may not have that same value. So you're just estimating it so you have a pulse on your net worth at that given point in time. So this net worth, if you passed away today, is what would be left to your beneficiaries once all your uh, accounts are settled. Now, I know that when you consider your legacy, it feels a bit morbid. It does for all of us, but this is so important and it's important because you will most likely leave behind material items that matter to you or have some level of value either monetarily or sentimentally. And it's important that you actually communicate what it is, who it's for, uh, which we'll get into uh, you know, further in tomorrow's episode, as well as its estimated value. So whether you use an online resource, a spreadsheet, or some other method, it's important that you track your net worth by taking into consideration everything you own and everything you owe. So, so it's all in one place and it can be something that can be used by the executor of your will uh, and your, your family, your loved ones otherwise, so that they know where things are at. Now, I would recommend that you then keep an eye on that net worth on a quarterly, biannual or annual basis in order to ensure that those material items uh, or those items with larger values are appropriately valued as well as the debts uh, you owe being updated accordingly because you're going to be paying those down over time. So the benefit 
to an online resource, maybe the ability of using something like an API to pull your data so that um, so you don't have to actually manually update those aspects for your for your bank accounts, your investment accounts, loans, so on and so forth. Uh, and you would be able to then have those individual items that are manually inputted uh, be the only aspect that you have to spend a certain amount of time uh, to update. And those might not necessarily need to be updated on a year-to-year basis. So really, at that point, just depends on how much time you want to put into it. Uh, But this will give you a good baseline of where you're at uh, and making sure that you're outlining what matters to you and, and, and really, at the end of the day, having those things outlined so that Uh, It's very clear as to what your wishes are. Now, my call to action today is to use an online resource or a spreadsheet, if you're more comfortable with that, to list your assets and your liabilities, then compare the net worth that you actually have to what you estimated in yesterday's episode. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.